0: On this week's episode of the Viewless Wings Poetry Podcast, which in Season 1 has featured interviews with poet Olivia Gatwood, artist Carrie Byron, musician-poet Lisa Marie Simmons, director-animator Kyle Alari, and many more, we are excited to feature three poets performing their poetry. Nicole Farmer performs Why the Girl and Animals, Jerome Berglund recites Paint Chips Haiku, And Patricia Cannon shares solitary song. I close the episode with Shadows Play from my book Canvas Poems. Sit back and enjoy these wonderful poets performing their original work.
1: Hi, my name is Nicole Farmer. I am a reading tutor and I currently live in Asheville, North Carolina. My poems have been published in the Closed Eye Open, Quill Keepers Press, Capsule Stories, Sheepshead Review, Roadrunner Review, Bacopa Literary Review, and The Great Smokies Review, just to mention a few. Um, I've recently been awarded the first prize in post-poetry from the Bacopa Literary Review, and I've just finished my first chapbook entitled Wandering Not Lost. Way back in the 90s, I graduated from the Juilliard School of Drama You can find me dancing barefoot on my driveway any full moon. I have two poems to read for you. The first is entitled Animals, and the second is called Why the Girl. Uh, They are very different in their mood, and I hope you enjoy them. Animals. Me 17, he 20. What animal do I remind you of, I say. Animal, he repeats. Yes, I say. You tell me and I'll tell you. Think long and hard. Take a day and meet me at the library tomorrow. Me the romantic, he the skeptic. My head is filled with all the things he will say, could say, instead of what I will identify him as, because I already know he is a leopard or mountain lion. Feline, lazy, stealthy, almost feminine, and yet so alarmingly masculine as he pounces. Death drop from the tree branch. Caught in his jaws, blue eyes eating me alive, my escape a mere dream. So I am imagining his response. Surely I am a swan or a doe, delicate and graceful. Next day at the university library stacks, he kicks my knees out from behind, kisses the back of my neck. So I say, well, the animal? The animal, he teases? You're a shrew, of course. A what? A mouse, I say, incredulous? Look it up, he says. And when I do, yep, it's a mouse. World's tiniest, fits in a teaspoon. Totally ordinary, small, and insignificant. We play cat and mouse for three years, but I still say he's wrong. Why the girl? I'm so sorry comes out of my mouth, and I know the words do not suffice. What should I have said? My new friend has just told me his daughter was a real free spirit, how he is writing songs about her for the first time. He says she was murdered five years ago. How to describe the rest of my evening? How I cried in my car the whole way home, imagining the mysterious, undeserved death of an untamable girl just turned 20, with no details except she got herself in a bad situation, My mind races. Why is it always the girl? Girls die at the hands of a man hundreds of times a day for hundreds of reasons. He wanted her body. He was ashamed of her body. He was ashamed for wanting her body. He wanted her money. He resented her money. He had to punish her and take her money. He hated her freedom. He was threatened by her freedom. He wanted her freedom. He took her freedom to feel better about resenting her freedom. She was in his way. She should pay for being in his way. He was attracted to her, and it was her fault. He had to rape her and kill her in order to feel better about the fact that he resented her. He had to rape her because he could not control himself, and that was her fault. So she deserved to die, this girl, any girl, who was simply there and inconvenient to his agenda. This timeless tragedy plays out again and again. What to say? I can only hold his hand and listen, if he should ever want to speak again about the father he once was.
2: My name is Jerome Berglund. I graduated from the University of Southern California's cinema television program, then spent a picaresque decade in the entertainment industry before returning to the Midwest where I was born and raised. For the last several years, I've lived a relatively quiet life, spending my time reflecting, exploring what I learned over the course of a somewhat checkered young adulthood via writing, poetry, and fine art photography. I have previously published haikus in Abstract Magazine, Barstone Grand, Litchie Rind, Moonstone Press, Quill Keepers, Raw Art Review, Snapdragon, and Write Launch. I am furthermore an established, award-winning fine art photographer whose black and white pictures have been exhibited in galleries across New York, Minneapolis, and Santa Monica. I am author to several haiku collections and chapbooks, including the recently released Semicolonoscopy. These selections are taken from a cycle of poetry exploring personal as well as universal themes and experiences through the description of striking objects and visual artworks which communicate them tellingly. a unifying theme is the hardest thing to settle upon peers out to fashion wallpaper busy plastered aesthetic pleasing shell-shocked vets only talk about wartime glories of ages long past there's more than one way to deftly skin a mole and desecrate its pelt whisk and then strain are lumps in this batter despite the flour sifting? Wooden grave marker, dirt stained, slick with lichen, text indecipherable.
3: My name is Patricia Cannon, and I've been a registered nurse at UCSF since 2001. I have worked in cardiac critical care, neuro intensive care, hemoncology, school nursing and currently in research. In the early days of the pandemic, I was redeployed to the CATCH team, which stands for the COVID Assessment Treatment Coordination Hub. This pilot was launched to help patients get much needed procedures and surgeries. My passion is my faith, photography, and the written word in all its forms. My poetry has appeared in several magazines and books. Solitary Song is a child's recollection of a beautiful and kind woman who was locked into a particular lifestyle to feed an addiction. The name in this poem has been changed. Solitary Song. It was always strange seeing her walk down Francisco Boulevard, her hips swaying like a beckoning wave, while her vagrant legs, dark and strong, composed a solitary song of addiction. To a world of averted eyes and devouring mouths, she had a face as hard as flint. To me, she was Mary, my best friend's mother, who sang journey songs with us children and slept while we played. Her body curled in bed like a clenched fist, the same way she would position herself on bus stop benches and the way that her daughter told me that she was found. Her lifeless body on the bathroom floor, her head tinged blue bowed over the edge of the tub with only a bent spoon and an empty syringe standing vigil at her last act of prostration. To the crystal god of heroin.
0: My name is James Moorhead, host of the Velas Wings Poetry Podcast. To finish this week's episode, I'm going to read Shadow's play from my debut book, Canvas Poems. The shadow enters on cue behind readers row on row, hands set, shoulders still, following players' spotlit forms and well worn phrases projected over the darkened theater. The shadow floats unseen between a couple's hands entwined, a child tugging with whispered questions and a solitary critic quietly scribbling. The shadow slips delicately along the stage, invisible to the spotlight's tracking beam and illuminated twinkles of drifting dust. But the stage manager, Suspicious is watchful from a booth tucked high above. She adjusts her squinting glasses, searching, while the apparition plays tricks in the orchestra pit. The shadow, sensing, drifts stage right, tucks behind a gilded throne adorned with plastic jewels, casting deceptive sparkles, no more real than a silhouette's touch. And with that, the shadow melts into the stage among the words and phrases, masquerade and dancers, foiled fighters' tears and fools' laughter, her voice long since hidden and forgotten, her steps no longer beholden to blocking, her beating heart just a trick of light that vanishes in curtained darkness. Viewless Wings Poetry Podcast is written and produced by James Moorhead. You can follow me on Twitter at Dublin Ranch. Subscribe to the Viewless Wings Poetry Podcast and follow us on viewlesswings.com or on Instagram at viewlesswings.